What up? Ooh, this camera keeps moving. Just waiting for Gordon to get on here. We're in the van today. Trying to make this hey, work. Yo. Every hey, yo. Every time I call What's you, cooking? you close the voice out. Hey, yo. Oh, my God. This camera is so shitty. Trying to get this thing set up properly. All right, there we go. Every time I call your voicemail. Hey, yo. What's cooking, everyone? My earbuds. What's everyone up to today? Let's do it. How's your day? How's your day? Do it. I'm doing good. I was just working on the training room for Pro West with the Navian boilers, so. Now I'm here in the van while the guys are still working on it. Video that was nice. Those uh those those uh those valves yeah. are sweet. Yeah, that was a nice. Those valves are sweet. Fuck, it's hot in there. Yeah, there's very they're very nice valves. Your your headrest ain't even got sweat. <laughs> I don't sweat in the van. That's for home. I'm getting ready for my fishing trip. I'm I'm off tomorrow. I'm going up for the bass opener. So, you golf, I fish. Oh yeah. Oh, that'll be a nice one. Yeah. That's that's true. But anyway, welcome everybody back. Today we're on episode five. We're talking about employee particulars. Um, all about employee retention, hiring employees, and everything else you want to know, whether you're an employee or a business yes, man. Sir. So Adam really wanted to work on this uh to talk about this side of the business. So Adam, why don't you start us off and say, you know, well, what, what you wanted to talk about issues this. lately. Like I lost three guys and I had to do a lot of interviewing and, you know, I ran into a bunch of candidates and it, it's hard to understand uh, what you're looking for, right? Depending on if you're looking for a first year apprentice and the, and the things they'll say during the interview, like the questions that you'll ask them and what their responses are. Um, and then when you're looking for a second or third year, you know, uh, what you're looking for in them, if they want to roll with somebody or, you know, what year do you consider as a service tech start rolling by themselves? You know what I mean? Like for you, like, like when your yeah. guys in his second year or third year, are you rolling them by themselves? No, no, I haven't yet. And I think what I've been doing a lot more now is because there just isn't, enough journeyman out there or journey woman out there um it you know we're, we're trying to find people from the start as they're green either green either second year third year or fourth year and i think yeah um it really depends on the individual on how much responsibility they can take so whenever i i start them off i would always give them a lot of responsibilities not on the van side yet but enough to uh, not enough, but I, yeah. I would always have them follow a journeyman first. So I, I'd have them follow Jason or Daryl or Mikey for a good three months. And then after those three months, we kind of evaluate how those three months go with the individual. Um, if he'll, I don't think he's going to be ever ready for a van yet. For, for what I'm always thinking, I, I kind of mm -hmm. put them through a whole year first because I think 
um, you can really tell if a person can become a technician or not within the first year because the first three months doesn't really tell that much nor does the first six months um, but after they do show that they can take on responsibility uh, they know how the company works and they know how to deal with mainly the customers that's when i would start putting them outside uh, to becoming a real tech you know give them one or two jobs uh, maybe a month and try to see how what's far uh, they can what, take that job. Deadline, though? So you're saying after a year, that's when you start thinking about putting them in their own truck. If they get to like a year and six months and they're still not rolling by themselves or like you can't put them on basic calls. Is that when you start thinking about, you know, yeah. Cutting them off or yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely kind of closer to the time when I start thinking of cutting them off because um, it, it's kind of hard to say nowadays because everybody has different skill levels everywhere. And even sometimes even in the first six months, mm -hmm. you know, if they're that material or not. Right. And I think what we try to really find out during that time or what I try to find out during that time yeah. of that year is how personable this person is. Um, because at the end of the day is mm -hmm. that skill can always be taught. Uh, but one thing that but, can't be taught is personality. It, also, you you there's a big difference between someone that likes doing construction and someone that's a good service tech and, and some people just aren't service techs they're not uh, expert what's up Aaron? i was in training with them yesterday um some people are just not service techs they're just not good with people they they'd rather go to a job site and rough in a house all day now yeah yeah and, and and i think you know during that time when you hire those people and you kind of have them long enough, you kind of really pinpoint what kind of person they really are. And then the conversation is kind of like, do you, do they want, for us, the hardest part, I guess, is having the conversation saying, are yeah. you going to take the lesser pay to keep learning? So we want to keep you, which is a lot of the conversations I have with other business owners nowadays is yeah. that they yeah. really like the guy, but they're paying them too much to learn. So, you know, you kind of see if they're going to be willing to make those sacrifices, keep on learning to know that if you can keep I, investing into them as well. So I, I, I would always say it, it kind of goes like, it's really based on, I wouldn't say performance, but based on yeah. the employee I, I, I understand that for sure. Like I have, I'll have a, a fifth year calling me for help and it's frustrating sometimes because you're like, I do, I want, I want to answer the phone. I want to help my guys, but like, am I enabling them by giving them the answers all the time? You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a frustrating thing, too. Where you're like, 100%. Wendy, 100%. And you kind of you get to you kind of get to a point where you know that you got to stop answering them and say that, um, you know what I like to preach yeah. sometimes is that they ask me for a question. And the next thing I do is I just pull it up right in front of their yeah. face on my phone on a manual. And I'm like, that's your fucking answer, right? So if I tell them, if you were going to ask me yeah. and it's something that you could have found yourself, or if you knew that you were going to work on that job and you could have pulled up the manual before going to the job, obviously this guy isn't trying hard enough, but I'll give them maybe two, three times of that chance. And if the same thing keeps happening, then that's when I tell them, well, you either start yeah. finding out these answers yourself or you're not really meant to be a tech because when you are a technician, it's yeah. not that we don't try to train those. It's just that we're also trying to train the person to be able to find answers for himself because every job is it, always it's, going to be It's different. so easy for a tech to blame lack of training or lack of something and blame the employee, uh, employer on not training them on something. But when you're a fifth year, I almost think like it, you almost have to let them go and go, you know, if you don't know this, like it's time to do some research.
Like I've always been the kind of guy when I started at yeah. Black and McDonald and I didn't know anything about commercial industrial. I didn't know anything about hydronics, nothing. I remember reaching out online and asking them, what book should I buy? I bought a book. I read through a book just so I kind of understand the basics. And, and that's what apprentices don't really understand these days is that we can give you as much training as we can, but if you're not going to put in the work at home off pay, you're never going to be a good tech. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. get paid for training all day. Yeah. Because it, it's for a lot of people that are coming in, whether you're an employee or employer or not right now, you have to constantly keep growing as yourself, as a character and as a technician yourself. So if you're not willing to find those answers, you're not really doing it for the trade yeah. or being, having a part of your career. And you're, you're more so just doing it. So you get that paycheck. And those are the people that yeah. usually get pushed up the quickest. I mean, I, so I had, I was looking for a, green uh, like a green employee like fresh uh, fresh employee but you know with a little bit of experience is, is beneficial as well so i had this guy come in and i had a, i had 190 candidates uh, apply 190 apply for a relic group uh and and, and i i narrowed That's it down insane. to uh <laughs> i Any crossed them off right <laughs> 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 yeah, I thought one was one of the guy's names. I was like, dude, I, and he came in. He he wasn't Asian, but um, he uh, he was a good candidate. Like we broke it down to about fifteen candidates, and then when I, I they were all really good, uh, and they all had different qualities. But I broke it down to three guys. The first guy had a little bit of experience. I knew where he worked before. You know, I talked to that owner. It, they had good things to say, other than like he's really nervous to be on his own, this and that. And I and I called him in. And the thing is, so, so wait, so before we go through that, what, what are the qualities that you look for when you're hiring uh, for your Someone that has, that has a passion for plumbing. Someone that wants to, wants to learn plumbing. You know what I mean? It's not just a paycheck. It's a career, you know, it, like, and, and, and wants to really be right. in, in this trade, not like, oh, well, I'm out of school now and I guess I should get a, a job. You know what I mean? Like, I need someone that, like, I asked that, why do you want to be a plumber? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and what's that? You know, you know what's my yeah. favorite question to kind of spin off on that? I kind of ask them like when they talk about pay and everything and how they want to get paid more. My favorite question is, yeah. why do you want to get paid more? And what are you gonna? What are you doing with that money on your spare time? I mean, sometimes it's a little bit personal, but I, I'm really curious because for a lot of people, I, I'm trying to coach them as well, right? When, when, when I hire, I'm just, I'm not just looking to hire the guy and have him do the yeah. work. I'm trying to coach him through life. I mean, I, I don't have the biggest life experience, but I know what I do know and that I can help somebody through that. And, you know, when, whenever you get certain answers, you can find out whether they're kind of working for the money or not with just trying to think what, by finding out what they want do the money you can find yeah. out if they have real, yeah. uh, materialistic views or if they have actual goals that goals yeah. that they want to achieve uh, I, when you ask I mean, that question I, yeah I, I, apprentice is like i take a book out of rcm's uh, page he used to always say when rcm was really popular and are really out there on instagram a lot more he used to always say invest in yourself like every pay buy another tool for yourself because you're investing in yourself and i and i use that in my in my uh, interviews like i tell the guys they ask me what tools they need and when they're to start off we've had this conversation um uh we've had this conversation i say you know the basics have a tape measure a level and a, a pair of channel locks that's what i want you to start but 
every paycheck, I want you to invest in yourself and start looking at getting one more tool, one more tool. It doesn't have to be an expensive tool, buy something small. And if they're willing to take those investments and, and grow and invest in themselves, then they're an employee I want. You know what I mean? Like, but, but uh, oh, yeah, came back up. So, so going back to that story out of the other two, and by the way, expert, you're right. You, you ask them what their expectations are. You kind of find out uh, if they're grounded or not. Yeah. But going back yeah. to that story of those last three so candidates. So I, I had uh, a candidate that came that. in. He was, I, honestly, I was really stoked on him. I was really excited on him to come in. And then I ended up offering him a position, but I offered him starting wages uh, because I don't know what he's capable of. Uh, he's been in the trade for a while. I know that he can't really roll on his own. So I wanted for the first three months to start him at, you know, it was starting wages. He actually declined the offer because it was too low, uh, low, but didn't tell me why. So I asked him why, because it's important to understand the why. Maybe I can learn from this experience, right? So he told me, you know, I, I was getting paid right. this much here and I was getting paid this much here. And like, it really was, it was like 50 cents. It was like 50 cents. And uh, that really showed a lot to me that he was all about the money and not actually learning. And I, and, and I, I said, I, the second candidate, that I ended up having now, when I asked him the money question, I said, how much are you looking to get paid? His response was, I don't care. I just want to get into the industry. And I was like, oh. like, he has no experience whatsoever. And I've had him on some horrible jobs, like digging in gross Hamilton basements that smell like cat piss and cigarettes. And like, I, I go up to him, I go up to him, I was like, you having yeah. fun? And he's like, every day. And, I, and with a smile on his face. And I'm like, this, this kid... You cannot break them. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. There's um, people running around it, here. It's it's honestly like it, it, the kid has been wonderful. He has no experience whatsoever, but he comes in every day and wants to learn. And he was there. At the, he's at the shop 15 minutes early every day. Like that, it's probably the best apprentice I've hired. Like I'm really excited wow. on him. Wow. But like it, those are qualities yeah, those are you good. Want to find. You want someone who wants to be a plumber. You want to be in the industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so expert has a question is how much do you think, or how much do we think qualified plumbers should make? I mean, it's different in the, in the, in what area we're in. Like I have a scale for Ontario, like a fifth year and someone that is running their own jobs and maybe not someone that I can lean on a lot. You're looking anywhere from 35, $38 an hour, a licensed guy with like, someone I can lean on and send to anything and you just figures out you're looking anywhere from 40 to 45, but it, that's Ontario. I know everything's different across, you know what yeah. I mean? For, for you yeah. Americans, that's Canadian yeah. dollars, right? So it's 40% yeah. uh, less because we're 40% for, we're less. Um, I, no, that's, that, that's interesting. I mean, for me, I would give the range all the way from 28 all the way to 45. But when we're at the 40 level, it really means yes. that you so are I can send you on anything, right? I can send it you means on anything. that you send you on anything. You can take care of the customer. You can take care of any fires. You take yeah. care of problems from A to Z. Uh, that's what I would expect. And I think sometimes the other part of what people don't understand is that if you're in a, going to go to a service company versus a construction, there's always going to be a discrepancy of a couple dollars or even a few dollars, yeah. sometimes even five, I could say. But there's big reasons to that, right? Because for us, when we're talking about um, all our benefits, we have untold benefits or some certain benefits is, um, you know, we got vehicle that we talk about. 
we got company wear that we talk about we got um i've talked about so many things sorry my question is my second question is is when i hire about how much he asked them how much do you think a qualified plumber should make and i've had this conversation with him um uh recently actually because me aaron is actually a stone's throw away from my shop and we're always talking back and forth and he's probably one of the best shops around i'm not gonna lie like his training the training that he gives his guys he actually had a, a first year apprentice get kicked out of school because he knew too much and they put him right to advance like the stuff that he's wow. doing in our neighborhood right now is yeah. insane well see adam at this other adam over here is saying that you know company vehicle saves you geez because people are not understanding gas costs people are not understanding insurance of the vehicle and a couple of dollars mean a big difference when you go to a company, especially in construction, that just yeah. want you to do the laborious work, right? That's the biggest problem we've had so far in the industry is all about all those big time wages that keep coming out. Uh, union's a different story because there's different things on that. But as a construction, people, people are thinking that they should pay more when they don't understand all those extras that they have, just like a company can save you jeans. And training, one of the biggest things that I have all the time is that people never get those type of training that they're looking for. So they always come back to me on Instagram and they ask, Hey, where do I get training here? Where do I get training there? And I'm like, well, you're an apprentice. You can't really get your training yeah. yourself. It really depends on your company. So if you're going to be hanging out in a construction company, you're net, you're almost never going to get that training until you probably have that one day where that sales rep comes out and he just has all of you sit down to, to go, talk over their product and that's the most training you have but for us we you know we we have our guys all show up at a at a sales rep's place where they have the training trailers where we can just fly them to training and all the other stuff those are the real training that you really want when you think about a career versus a couple dollars if that's worth it or not and these this is when employees also have to figure out is that worth it for them because now as adam says again there's wear and tear on your body but as a tech, you don't have that everyday wear and tear. You don't have to go outside and play with the fucking yeah. weather where it's fucking cold, right? Or or it's wet and you go back home with wet shoes and you really think about your life. So when you invest into yourself and you and you're as an employee or as somebody who's working for somebody and you take that lesser wage, you're actually gonna make more in the long run, which a lot of people don't understand. Because what we talk about all the time is because people want that higher mm -hmm. wage, they end up trapping themselves. So they would they would get paid that $40, $50 wage, whatever they were looking at, and they were living their luxurious life, making the best bang for, for every buck. And then when it comes down to it where people want to fire and they start laying off, they're going to mm -hmm. lay off the guys who, who make the most. And at that time, you try to go to any other company, it turns out you find yourself yep. that you don't even have any experience. You know, for, for your whole life, yeah. you've been and, putting in cast. And that's why it's important groups. for employees, to, uh, guys to, try different things in plumbing. So you're not kind of pin pigeon pulled in the one thing. But an another thing too is like, <clears throat> and if employees don't understand like, oh, this company is going to pay me $2 more an hour. But the culture at this company that I'm working at right now is a lot better than that company. I'm going to go make $2 more an hour, but I'm going to get treated like shit. I'm not going to get the training. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And they go for those $2 mm -hmm. that they're not even going to see on their paycheck. And they don't think of the stuff that the, t the company that they're working for is actually investing into them. Right. You don't think about that kind of stuff. So uh, everybody, you want to go make yeah. a few more extra bucks for what, when you have a good at where you're at. Yeah. I mean, 
any hour saying don't get into business for yourself unless you're willing to deal with headaches and constantly sacrifice everything yeah. to build a business and that's true for us we're complaining about it, and this is what we talk about as an issue but those are the headaches that we have to deal with when we yeah. when we're running a business yeah. and, all the, and time. the thing running a business running a business but, you know you're, if, you're if no longer a plumber you're now a leader and it's a completely different thing you have to learn to be a leader you have to yeah. be able to uh, like encourage your guys to learn you have to be that that voice of reason like they're going to be going out there in the trenches working their ass off and you have to be that one like i'm there for you you know what i mean like i'm gonna i'm investing in you because you're making me money and be there for them so yeah uh, what <laughs> see like everybody's saying they had employee going to uh for more money ended up putting shower cells in for two yeah. years straight that, that's the kind of work you do if you if they want to do a nine to five or eight to four yeah. whatever the hell it is doing the same shit every day that's fine but you have to know that you know as an employee and you know for an employer as well don't feel too bad as an employer yeah. because those that shit happens people are young people have to make those mistakes they have to fail to find out that they're going to be stuck doing that same dude i was i was putting water through, meters in right? for six months in the union and I was working for the city and all I was doing was putting eight water meters in every day, two nuts, water meter back on, leave the house. And I went up to my boss. I was the, one of the only people that were yeah. like, Oh man, you scored a great gig. It's so easy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm and I went up to my boss. I'm like, you got to get me on something else. And they're like, why? They didn't want to take me off of it. And I'm like, because I'm a second year apprentice and I cannot do this because by the time I'm a fifth year, all I'm going to know how to do is change a water meter. Like <laughs> that's it. Like, but you have to speak yeah. up. You have to, or you can get stuck in that area. Yeah, it's true. So, so, in, so in retrospect of what we're talking about, you know, as the employee themselves, you got to make sure, or as employee yourselves, we have to make sure that we're constantly giving that new training and giving new things for our guys to do. Because one thing that also causes employees to leave is because they get bored because they're not challenged every day. For so for your smarter guys and for you as a owner sometimes you have to learn to let go and do a lot more and let people do a lot more things because that's how a business is actually supposed to work you're supposed to be out of working yeah. on your business and not in it because i think one of the other biggest issues with a lot of business owners there's a lot of single guys out here and i'm gonna say you know in the in the in the biggest truth whether you like to hear it or not the reason that you're single is because you're too perfect a lot of people are too, are single because one it's not because they can't hire it's because they want everything to be perfect and people have to know the hard truth that no nobody is going to be like you're never going to find not everybody's going to be gonna find you an adam no. yeah you're never because you are you right so if you had everybody like that as, as perfect as you want that's the reason why the business does not scale and does not grow and there's a lot of people that are single guys that need to hear this whether again whether they like it or not but it's because you're not willing to give the responsibilities to somebody else because you don't trust them and if you keep saying that everybody you can't trust they can't do it you'll always become you always be in that loop and for me it was a big yeah. thing for me to step out of that comfort zone and actually have to put out fires and be angry at putting out fires but it really builds your business a lot. It builds you to have a lot more character and it really builds your employees a lot more because if we were to talk about Jason being our manager right now, five years yeah. ago, he was not the person he is today. You know, he has grown so much to take on so many more responsibilities. Too many people starting there here to punch in and punch out, not to grow. Yeah, it's, it's true. There's a lot. This is the thing. So I was in the union all of my career. And I was a service plumber in the union, but I never got along with construction yeah. union guys because they were like, they were like, they'd be in the middle of a solder 
solder joint, and then the fucking alarm clock would go off, and it'd be like, it, they, 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 they were punching the punch out. And I never yeah. got along with any of them, but the benefits of the union was that they gave so much free training. I was in every night school course. I was in anything like that rigging, hoisting and rigging, mathematics, blueprints, everything. I was in everything because it was free. I, and they would train for that. The second I got licensed, I was like, see ya. But like, cause, cause you have a ceiling at the hall. You know what I mean? And, and, and I didn't want that ceiling. Um, but, you know, not, not everybody's like that. Some people just want to hang pipe and go home. That's just not me. I couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, your buddy expert here says, what would be a good strategy to build leadership roles within a company? Oh, man, What's your take that's on a it? really good question. What would be a good strategy to build leadership roles within a company? Man, I, I, you, yeah, you take that. I want to think I'll about that. That's, yeah. that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, a good strategy is it goes back to the beginning of when you're hiring the person that you do hire um, whenever they're certified and they knew what and they know what they're doing and you find out that they're a personable guy I would start having a strategy of giving them more responsibilities as I, as I said previously and the and the responsibility means that they are going to be more responsible for everybody's work. He's going to be accountable. To, you have to teach them to be accountable for everybody's work. And from there, you can see how this person yeah. grows to be a leader or not. And I think that any strategy is to kind of put them slowly through the process of how a business goes, um, meaning that you have to get them from A to Z, whether it's uh, starting from taking a call and dealing with a customer and then also learning how to work with apprentices. And I think that strategy is to have them constantly work with people because being a leader is all about being a people person and being able to work with people. And you have to find those kind of people that are able to do that. They don't have to be the best on the field sometimes. And I think that the main strategy that I would talk about is giving more responsibility. I think that's the best strategy for a lot of people uh, to really see how they make mistakes. But not only they, they make mistakes, mistakes, but for them to own up to the people that they're responsible for mistakes and, and, and own up to it as exactly. their mistakes. Even if it's not them that physically did it, they need to own up to it and, and realize where they can, uh, where they can help, help the, the person out a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and if we were to go back to the best strategy, it starts with yourself, right? You have to show that as a leader that you took responsibility for yeah. everybody's problems at the end of the day. Because a lot of times that, you know, that's how you build yes. leaders. Leaders follow yeah. other leaders, first yeah. of all to become a leader themselves. And if you yourself cannot lead that guy into a leadership role because you're all about blaming other people and blaming other issues, that's gonna be a bad strategy for you as well. Your strategy has to be, you have to be that person that leads first so that people can learn from you so that they can become accountable yeah. for everything else as well and learn that the company has to run as a team, not just as a single, uh, not just as a single person that with whatever dude i think my biggest pet peeve is when you have a journeyman who works with an apprentice and blames his apprentice for everything that goes wrong it, i hate it i like and and whenever any of my guys do something wrong and my first thought is always what could i have done better for them to be better prepared for the job and if i can't answer that question and i've done everything that i can then i'm like okay it's their fault you know you know what I mean? And then I'm like, maybe it's their fault. But most of the time, I'm blaming myself for anything that they do wrong. Maybe I could have done this better for them. Maybe I could have done this better for them. Maybe I should have walked them through it a little bit more. It's just, uh, I don't know, man.
And it's it's tough being a leader sometimes, and it's tough having employees. Well, yeah, you know, since we went so yeah. deep, let's just rewind it a couple a couple of steps back. Even before, let's say, hiring and having employees, for the guys who are for themselves. Now that we're talking about it, is when do you decide to hire? Like, let's say you're a single guy, and then when you were starting your division, what was your what was your um, what was your point of when you said that you needed uh, to start um, hiring? I mean, my situation was a little different uh, because I had the work as soon as I started over I, to create the division because we were contracted out by somebody else. Um, and I was almost, I was almost mm -hmm. forced. Okay. Here's a guy, you know what I mean? But right now in the situation that yeah. I'm in right now, I'm booking four weeks out and this is now where I'm going. I think I need to hire another guy. I haven't really honed it then like i don't really understand it i've only been doing it for two and a half years running my own show so i'm kind of like new at it and i'm feeling two weeks out is a good schedule of base but now i'm getting the floor i'm like okay maybe i need to hire another guy to fill a truck and, and that's where i'm at right now but i don't know what you you would do like i mean you've been running your business for what seven eight years now yeah 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 i i think i think for me even at a certain point i would I would even say when you get like a week booked up in work, you would start doing it because what, what you want to do sometimes, hey, Sakaris, uh, what you want to do sometimes is that you want to get ready yeah. before you get really busy. And I think one of the biggest issues is when people know that they're two, three weeks ahead and they're too busy, then they finally start to hire. They forget that there's the process of training and really getting them through to how your style of work is before you get them to take on that work. Because when the four week comes in and you're slamming every day and you find out that you start hiring, that guy actually increases your workload more than helps you because you had to actually teach them so much more before yeah, they're for ready sure. for, to hey, do the real does stuff. Does Aaron want to come in this? He said service 48 hours out, they install. Aaron, do you want to join, man? We, you can come in and, and, uh, and drop some knowledge. Yeah. yeah we'll drop some knowledge you if you want. We were going to bring someone in today anyway. Well, we wanted to bring two people in, but people are being a little <laughs> afraid. Um, <laughs> but, but but going on, um, there's a question from Lisa saying, "How would you let your employer know that you're willing to grow the company and learn all the learn all the new machines that have arrived?" So, yeah. um, sorry, let's get expert in here first. Can you can you do a request, Aaron? Um, so before for for Lisa, if you're an employee or people are employees, um, if you want to do it, you really have to have a sit down. I would say there, there's called the, for me, it's called real talk, right? You have to really have an open door you policy. You got to send a request. And I, what you could do. After and, oh, you can get him. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. get him. Okay. I'll get him. In. I'll get him. In. So what I would do is actually talk to them and really have a sit down with your employer and say that this is how you want to grow. And this is what you want to do moving forward because this is you you want this job as more of a career to really learn and better yourself versus just you just want to be the worker that's just a cash cow. And I think usually you can really tell from that conversation if that employer is going to want you to grow or not, because if they don't and they keep in the same thing, that's also on your end as an employee to know for when sure. you should leave. Hey, what's up, Thanks for having us, hey, lads. Appreciate that. It's my yeah. first time joining us on the live. Uh, usually catch up on a recap of what you are talking about, but glad that I got to be live tonight. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. No, thanks, thanks for coming in. I uh, haven't seen you before, but it's too bad we couldn't get together in Toronto, What did you do uh, when frozen? I was there? <laughs> Is he frozen with his hands on his face? <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's the best frozen picture that. I've ever seen. <laughs> but yeah, actions do speak louder than words. So I think a lot of people are too afraid to show up to that door all the time. And even me, when I was an employee, I would be afraid to speak up because a lot of people were afraid of the owners. But I think that uh, to for this day and age, we're no longer working behind fear. Um, everything's more about you know mental health. Everything's more about um, you being heard as an individual. And for the amount of people that are working in industry now, everybody is just as important because it's such a small industry. So like, if you do really want to grow, you really have to find that time to talk to your employer. And if they don't give you that time, you also have to know that no matter how good that job is, if you're not going to yourself, it's time to leave. I've, I've left, I've left five companies. I worked for one, two, three, Four, four companies before I started the Relic Group uh, plumbing division. So yeah, this is my fifth. It's the same thing. Um, it, you you have yeah. to be vocal. And, and I tell my guys, even in the interview process, I'm like, listen, man, I'm new at this too. I'm learning. So my office is open open door. If you have, if we're doing something that you think we could do better, please, by all means, come sit down with me. And then I'll be transparent with you. This is why we're not doing it this way. Yeah. That's a really big thing. You know, I talked to Jason about that the other day. And I think the, the last two guys that not the last two guys, but the few guys I've had before that uh, end up firing and not having, not having, you know, good time with them was that one is yeah. also first and foremost, it's yeah. my fault, right? Yeah. Accountability is what we're talking about. But second of all, it's really um, being an employee, you have to understand that your employer is not the all knowing yeah. and the all seeing kind of person yeah. that you might think he is or she is because we're all growing as entrepreneurs in this process. And there needs to be understanding in that fact if that if there's something that you're unhappy about, you have to speak up to it because we're not mind readers. It's like being in a, it's also being in a relationship, right? You see your employer the most more than your family sometimes. And if you don't speak up and you don't talk about certain situations that are bugging you, um, nobody's ever gonna know and you're just gonna let it manifest and think that nobody cares. But if the last thing that anybody wants, if it's a good employer is to make, yeah. is to, have you not happy, right? But as an employee, where we're going back to talking about is that you need to let people know, you need to let your employer know. You can't just hide behind the curtains and say that, you know, he doesn't care about me, she doesn't yeah. care about me, they just care about making money. It's just that- Well, that's why transparency learning. is so important for employees to understand what it what it costs to run a business, why it, the things are doing this way, why we're doing this and this. Uh, and then when you do have someone who puts in their two weeks, the exit interview is crucial. Uh, understanding why an employee left and having that transparency, like, tell me, be honest with me, be upfront for me. What, what did I do wrong? How can I improve? Right? Like, I don't know everything. I, I'm not a, the best fucking leader and owner. You know what I mean? Like, I still got lots of learning to do. So, yeah. Hey, if it was, we'd all be millionaires and we wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have to complain or yeah. fucking talk about all the issues that we have, right? Because we have the perfect solution to everything, yeah. which everybody Aaron, keeps thinking uh, we do. Aaron actually does uh, training every two weeks with a, a teacher, which is like absolutely insane. The stuff that he's doing with his company right now and his techs is like, uh, honestly, I, I, I said this a few times. I was in the podcast with them and I always say it to him when I say it, like, I, I want want to kind of form stuff around the way he's doing things because he's doing it right he's stepping outside the box and tr and really making employees want to work for him you know what i mean do you want to kind of elaborate on what you're doing with your guys yeah like uh, 
you know, like I, both of you guys touched on it several times, and even over the course of the, the 30 minutes or so, I, I've been in here before you, you, you got me in here. Is uh, you know, Terence said it there, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, it's you, you're, you, you're, you're trying to invest more into the people, uh, you know, and like. It, for for me, that's what it is. Like, it, it's not just a job, right? Like, you know, you're you're trying to invest in people's futures, and you said it too. Like, you know, you want someone that's uh, committed to plumbing, like, you know, and 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 not just like committed to plumbing, but committed to whatever they do that they they give it their best, you know. So. Yeah, that's always one thing like you know I'll, I'll have a monday morning meeting and we'll start off with like our wins you know we will talk about our wins from the week we might talk about some like you know roadblocks some challenges we'll talk about you know things that are happening on jobs between one inspector and another inspector you know just to kind of keep an open conversation with the guys and then every quarterly what i will do with them is that i will do an exercise with them basically which talks about their goals you know a lot of stuff outside of plumbing of you know where they're trying to go what they're trying to achieve and and just keep the you know the the, the talk around that we all come to work at the end of the day to come home from work yeah there, there, there's not a person that comes to work and 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 that they're not coming for the reason to take a home to their family and and i think that this this is a very very important thing uh, for harmony between owners and, and employees because you know, like this is where we share common ground, no matter what, right? Like, you know, we we we, we open businesses because typically I know why I'm in business. Like, I'm in business because I try to I try my hardest for another person uh, to get their business to the next level, and I, I I got choked, right? At a certain stage, they didn't trust me. They they felt that. You know what I was trying to do was a, a, a bit uncomfortable for them, and that they felt like that. You know, uh, uh, here, here's far enough, like you know. Yeah. And then what that made me do was think bigger, and like I kind of thought, well, fuck, like what, like what, why, why have such a limited mindset, like why? And then I thought to myself, like you know, like well, if I didn't have such a limited mindset, and I could think that, you know if I could meet other people with similar minds that maybe I could have a much bigger business than this guy has, you know? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I carry through with me. So I, I hire an educator and the reason I hire an educator is, and this is the truth, right? I came to Canada 10 years ago. I I went through the program over here and got qualified again. And, you know, so I didn't have a leg up in say Canadian code and stuff like that. So um, when I did hire the educator and I've worked with people in the industry that obviously know a lot more than I do. So it kind of got me thinking to saying that, well, if I can't provide that level of education for my guys and, you know, like I don't have the skill set that say a 50 year old plumber that's been plumbing for 35 years has, so how can I provide, how could I provide something like that to my guys? How could I keep the interest? You know, how could I grow the company fast in a way to, to get this knowledge out to the guys and streamline the company, you know? So yeah, that's what I was able to do. I was able to hire an educator who was a teacher at Mohawk College here in Ontario. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, done really well for the team like you know, how far they've come in a year like some of these guys went from being helpers on jobs to running jobs within a year and um, now 
no credit. Like, I'm not taking anything away That's from awesome. them. This is not, I didn't do anything except provide a path for these guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you unlock it. Yeah, like unlock they, 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 they do it by themselves. So I'm not I'm not saying that like I, I I'm to be, you know, thanked for any of this. Like I, I just facilitate. Like I've had as many guys come and say, Hey Aaron, this isn't for me. There's too much pressure here. It's kinda <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it's not really what I'm looking for. So, you know, it it, it does work both ways, but but that's what, what my thought behind bringing an educator is in was. Now, of course, on the back end, that's going to cost. That That's going to set, you know, your profit percentages off. And, and that that's a cost to the business. Like, that's not something you really make money from. That That's what you do would call an investment. So, you know, I, I would consider that for anybody out there is to also look into other forms of education that's not only manufacturer and to see if you can team up with people within your area and offer something similar hey the, the lives the live that's that's great advice um so, did you pause it the live is saying live video what do you mean? I, I don't know why no it's not huh? oh okay maybe it's just it's not for me that maybe it's just yeah. me. i have people I, still joining anyways yeah um, no, it's it, it's working well for him like really well yeah i mean I mean, for people who don't want to have a, a moder educator as well, from what I've learned from uh, Jobber before, one, one thing that I sat in, something really interesting is called the 30, 60, and 90 day. So a lot of people, what you want to do if you want growth for yourself or for your employees, you can actually write them a growth plan, right? So a growth plan meaning that you want to set them up for, this is what I want you to achieve in 30 days. This is what I want to achieve by 60 days. And this is what I want you to achieve by 90 days. So when you have those achievements going on, first of all, your employee knows that they're growing. And if you are an employee yourself, you know that the company has a plan for you as you grow, how your wages would grow as well. So um, educators, great side. But another side is you can have those things that you can um, work on with your with your guys by giving them attainable goals in which they feel that once they achieved it yeah. they're actually growing as a person and which they will also try to stay they will also be a, uh, staying for a lot longer of a ride because they're yeah. continuously growing as an individual yeah it's yeah. uh Look, you know a, a question i would always ask guys as well and to be honest like this is one of the i asked guys a couple of questions four three questions what do you want to do is one of the first questions I will ask because I don't want to give you a job of what I want to do. And typically when I'm hiring, whether I'm hiring for service or install uh, resi or commercial, whatever it is, like I know what I'm hiring for. So I may put a, an ad out there that says hiring, but you know yourself, like you, you kind of know what you're looking for, like, you know. So the first question is I ask them is what type of plumbing do you want to do? And typically guys will say back to me, it's like, oh, no one's really ever asked me that before. Like, well, uh, how do you mean what type of plumbing? Well, what's your ideal? What's your ideal plumbing job? And you'd be very surprised at how few people say, like, you know, they love figuring things out. They love uh, reading into instructions about things. Like, it's not, but then they will say something like, but well, I'm the best at service. And you're like, uh, oh, fuck, like, how's that work? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, like when someone says problem solving to me, I'm like, you're a service guy. But I, 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 like, if you like problem solving, you're yeah. a service guy. That's yeah. Cool. Well, that's, that's, that's a really big thing, right? Because people don't differentiate the two. They feel like just because they want to be a service guy that they can be a service guy. You have to also know that 
sometimes you're really just not built for it. I mean, you might be a guy who's more better on actual job site and leading a job and doing the construction side of like, you know, putting in your, not putting in, but actually managing um, a, a key group of like 15 or 20 guys to be able to do a project over a tower versus actually dealing with a customer sometimes because that's a different skill set. Dealing with customers. Uh, it really yeah. is. It's, because, it's almost, right? it's almost harder dealing with the customer than it is doing the problem, like fixing the plumbing problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they, yeah, they, they are bigger than the plumbing problems, like 80% yeah. of the time or 85% of the time. I'm not saying there's bad customers out there, but that's just what you get yourself into when you talk about service. Like for all you guys that do want to become a service guy, that's what you got to be looking looking at you have to be looking at dealing with these issues like mikey for example we have michael who's our newer guy he's a real good person personable guy and people person but you know when he's on these job sites and learning these processes and dealing with customers he really finds that this is this is a lot newer and a lot more different than it was of just looking yeah. at prints and putting in pipe well, from, from what he was doing I, before i never liked that i like dealing with people and problem solving and that's why i knew i like service that's how i fell into service but you're you're definitely, yeah i'm definitely a people, a people you know, kind of guy you've had with me enough times i i like i like people i'll talk with anyone i'm a social butterfly <laughs> you know if i could shed some light on service and what i would say about services though and I know from myself, from somebody who started off and to where I am, how many employees we have now. And when when you start to scale service, it starts to get very expensive. So you really got to watch the numbers on service and you really got to be changing your numbers as the company starts to grow. Because if you're doing service calls for, like, let's just say, I'm just going to take any number so nobody shoot me here. Are saying eighty dollars an hour, yeah. or ninety dollars an hour, or seventy, whatever you're, whatever you're, it doesn't matter. Like, like I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer here. I'm just saying, like, just take a number, right? You could, you might be able to operate that with two guys. Yeah. You might be able to operate that from like wherever you're, you're at. But if you really want to scale the business and you're thinking putting ten trucks, twenty trucks on the road. The, the operating cost in the back end for service is big. And 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 the thing about it is like it's it's pretty decent for cash flow, but when you start to get into the marketing side of things, because like, you know, word of mouth is great, but if you want to be serious in service, it's not because of word of mouth. Uh, like Rotor River is one of the biggest guys in their area and their six-figure marketing campaign, like these guys are spending like some serious money on marketing, but that's what makes them the number one. They're, they're, not, they're not really working off repeat business, they're working off that fourth call, right? So, you know, like just to consider that for anybody that's really thinking about going hard in the service industry and basing their whole business off service, that you got to be very, even a close eye on those numbers. That, you know, what I've known is that once you get to, say, three, four service guys, you're going to need, you know, at least two people in the office dealing with that. Just, you know, someone needs to answer the phones, you need an administration side of that. I understand if you have job or house call pro or any of these things, you know, then you got to deal with the parks coming in, like who's dealing, you got four service guys out there, they're doing, say, you know, you're averaging four to five calls a day per service guy, right? So say, what's that, you know, sorry, I'm 
shit. Like, <laughs> for right? sure. For sure. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off a little yeah. bit there because I don't want to go off on a tangent about how the business and how we run those things because we want to focus guys, on the employee <laughs> particulars today. Uh, <laughs> that, no, that's, that's okay. That's okay. I, I love that conversation. Uh, but we're we're gonna be cutting short on time anyways yeah, pretty yeah. soon, so I don't want to go off yeah. on that tangent and start losing out. But no, but it, it's been a great time, and I appreciate you having Thank you up here today, expert, uh, Aaron. And you know, any well, some closing, closing words, words, Adam? This was a good, this was a good one. Yeah. This was, yeah. This was a really good a good week. I think I think yeah. we covered a lot of stuff, but I think we've also created opportunities to talk about more things for the following uh, the upcoming weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's nice to have Aaron in and hear his perspective on running a business because he's a business owner as well. And just uh, and just see where we can go from there. You know what I mean? It's just it's a. You know you know go you ahead. know where. Go, go, go. Sorry, go ahead. You, you know where I just thought about like it just sparked my mind, so I have to open my mouth. So may, maybe next week, um, what what we should cover on is have something more for for the viewers to kind of get ready. Let's talk about customer yeah, expectations with business. I think that's that that's a really big one that we should be covering a lot and expectation yeah. as a business owner for your customers because I find that you know when we get to the employee side that's an employee side that we're talking about for the particulars today but there's the particulars for being a business owner and dealing with those certain issues and dealing with customers that a lot of people don't understand that they always cloud their minds with and thinking you know I saw earlier somewhere somebody said 100% there's always going to be a bad customer but 100% for me there's always going to be a bad business owner out there and we're not and I think that's what we should talk more about for expectations whether you're a customer or as a business owner and i think I, what do you think I about think that topic, topic. Aaron, what, are you, what are you thinking i think oh, yeah. uh, i think account, accountability starts at the top and uh, you know if you if you're an owner of the business you're supposed to be the visionary of the business so that's where it starts you know yeah sweet that's that's awesome but thank you so much, everybody, for listening this week uh, for our Thursday. We'll try to get out our poster maybe on the Saturday or Sunday this week a lot earlier so you guys can plan for questions. We will see you back again next week, same time, Thursday, 4.30 PST, 7.30 yes. PST. Right? Thank you. See you guys later. Thanks for coming in, Aaron. Have a good day, guys.